Hello, everyone, and welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we'll try anything twice. My name's Danica. My name's Emma. And that's right. It's your favorite time of the week. You're welcome. Holla at you, girls. I'm sorry. That was weird. (laughs) I just didn't know how to respond to it. (laughs) I was like, um, yes, uh, holla. Holla at us. Yeah, you can holla at us later. We'll tell you how. Yeah. For now, for now, just just stop hollering and just listen. It's our time to holler at you and tell you about shit that we did this week. <laughs> Before we get into today's topic, Emma, I have an exciting news story. Oh, damn. I'm what gonna, is it? I'm throwing it way back to episode two, which was about, do you remember? Um, no, quiz. I can remember episode one and episode three. Fuck, what was episode two? Rogue One, baby. Oh, my dude. What was episode three? Billy Talent. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good times. Um, yeah, so throwing it back to Rogue One, I learned today that they are making by they i mean disney i guess is making a live action series about cassian really starring diego luna he's coming no way he's coming back oh bitch yes our sweet boy he's coming back reprising his role as cassian whatever the fuck his last name is yeah that sounds right and (laughs) it obviously takes place before rogue one because oh i was hoping for a ghost story (laughs) that would be really cool and there are a lot of ghosts in star wars but they're all like jedi force ghosts and he's not a force user no he doesn't force it just lets it happen naturally (laughs) you can't force the force (laughs) so anyway Uh, that's very cool yeah i'm i'm gonna assume that it's gonna be on uh whatever their like streaming platform is gonna be I was just going to say, is it going to be on Netflix? But then I remembered that they're doing the thing where now I'll need to spend more money Yep, to get all of the stuff. Yep. Back. And I'm probably going to because I'm going to want to watch that series. I really like Diego Luna. Yeah, he was so good. Uh, do you think that K2SO will be in it? I can't remember. God, I hope so. Did they meet in Rogue One? No, I don't think so. No, they were already they were already buds. They were buds. Yeah, because he was so god. He better show gee up. Gee dang, he's so funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, they'll be missing out on a great side character. Yeah. Oh god, now I want to go watch that movie again. Yeah, right. Third impressions. <laughs> it's still great. <laughs> also, in weird and exciting news, I guess uh, the trailer for the Detective Pikachu movie is out. I saw that. <laughs> what did you think of it? <laughs> like, when I heard that they were making a live-action Detective Pikachu movie, I was like, please, God, no. Nobody asked for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I heard that Ryan Reynolds was voicing Pikachu, and I was like, why? This does not sound like a thing. Everybody then... wanted it to be Danny DeVito. <laughs> Which would have been great. <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds is also a good choice. I'm pretty sure that he uh did the voice for detective pikachu for the video game oh really which i only played the demo of i played the demo and i was just kind of like this is fine but i don't want to 
drop like 50 bucks on it or whatever like i didn't want detective pikachu at all i didn't even try playing the game i just wanted my regular old pokemons because uh, i'm a grandma and i hate change apparently <laughs> right oh the switch um, game's gonna be out by the time this episode goes up so that's exciting yeah that's very exciting what one are you gonna get pikachu or eevee i'm gonna get eevee yeah i like the voice acting for pikachu more but i'm just kind of over pikachu is the thing yeah pikachu's great wonderful mascot wonderful pokemon everybody loves pikachu i love eevee so much so cute um but yeah so i watched the trailer i don't know if i don't i don't know i don't know Okay, sorry. Travis will, pro- Travis will buy it. <laughs> Don't ask me. Sorry, I didn't mean I'm to pressure you. <laughs> you panicked uh, so hard. I know. Okay, oh, God. So- I have to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> have you been keeping up with your meditation? I did once this week. So. Hey, that's better than me. Hey, oh, yeah, I did it while I was having a bath, and it was mm. very nice and enjoyable. That sounds awesome. So, would do. But um, Detective Pikachu trailer. Yes. So I watched it and I went in with the lowest expectations ever. I'm talking like bottom floor, basement, nuclear bunker, like underground so low. expectations. Yeah. yeah, like so underground. Like this could not disappoint me. Either it's going to meet those expectations or it's going to exceed them. Great. And I was watching and I was like, okay, this... Looks pretty cool with these CGI Pokemon. Like, okay, I can see the nostalgia factor there. And then there is that Mr. Mime interrogation scene. <laughs> and I started laughing and I was like, no, now I have to watch it. He looks like so good. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's like... Like I it's never right wanted in these that to come uncanny valley. To life. It's, it's yeah. kind of. I was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jigglypuff's like weird tuft of hair mm-hmm. really like freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, because it was like too real looking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. There's a lot of parts of it that are just. I never. I never really needed or wanted to see Pokemon in that way. Yeah. So I feel a little bit weird about it. I'm like, yeah. I just realized I'm like anxiously like rubbing my leg to like get the stress out. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, but I love Ryan Reynolds as yeah. Pikachu. I've decided that I'm all in for that. I really like Justice Smith. I didn't know that he was starring as um, I think Tim is the name of the guy. And yeah, I had no idea about yeah. the rest of the cast. He's great. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. So I'm I mean, I know myself and I love Pokemon, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But I just don't know how to feel right now. I think I'm going to wait until it's, like, <clears throat> on Netflix or something. Like, not in theaters. I don't think I can commit to going to see it in the theaters. That's fair. Yeah. I probably will. That's cool. You can let me know how it is then. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> That's me. That's my life. <laughs> Uh, and we were talking about Pokemon Go before we started recording today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I need to get your friend code after this. Oh, damn. Yeah. So we can be friends. Yeah. So uh, we I can be sh- friends. I will share that with you so we can be trainer friends. What team are you on? 
Mystic, the blue one. God damn it. What are you? Instinct. I was Instinct before, because I used to play Pokemon Go when it launched, and I was on Instinct, and Keegan was on Mystic, and then we both stopped playing, and then we both started playing again, because when Let's Go comes out, you can, like, put your Pokemon from Go into Let's Go, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, and without consulting each other, we, like, switched teams. (laughs) Yes, Keegan. I picked Mystic, and he picked Instinct this time, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I picked Instinct purely because Travis started playing, like, two weeks before I started playing, and he's Team Mystic, and, um, I was like, oh, God, I don't know what team I'm gonna be, and he's like, well, don't pick yellow. Nobody's yellow, and I'm like, fuck you, Travis, I'm Team Yellow. That's kind of why I picked it the first time, too, because I heard that everybody was either Valor or Mystic, and nobody was really picking Instinct, because yeah. I guess the the red and the blue teams had this, like, weird rivalry going yeah. on when it first yeah. launched, and so I was just like, I don't want any of that drama. I'm going to be the fucking Hufflepuffs. So. <laughs> yeah, and then everybody was like, oh, the leader for Team Instinct, like, he's so dumb and stupid. Like, why would you want to be on his team? But I think he's, like... He's cool. fine. He's just like a cool He's, guy. Yeah. Um, and now I'm super glad that I picked Team Instinct because um, downtown Nanaimo, there's like a ton of Poke stops and Poke gyms there. And um, I work down there. And it's like Team Instinct Hub. So I can always put sick a Pokemon in a gym down there. That's awesome. Makes it hard to do gym battles if I have to do that. But I'll just go elsewhere. If you really yeah. want to. Well, sometimes, because now they have those, um, like, goals, little, yeah. like, side quests to do, and sometimes I get one of those, and and those are easy to fulfill, so I'll just go fucking do it. Bite that bullet. Yeah. Yeah. And now they have, um, they just introduced, like, the linking with your phone's health app or whatever so to like start counting your steps even so when it'll the- track your steps when the yeah. app is closed and i love that yeah i am-, am walking around all the time at work yeah and i can finally just like just reap all the <laughs> rewards yeah every time i open up the app it's like here you're hatching an egg i'm like damn that's cool damn dude another damn, egg dude yeah i need more incubators I just hit level 30, and they gave me three for hitting that level, and I didn't know for a long time, and then I was incubating an egg, and I was like, oh my god, I have so many incubators, so. Make all the babies! Yeah, I've made a lot of babies recently. Yes. Hatched two today. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I got a nose pass, and, um, the... Uh, f- uh, what what's it called? Yeah, that one. But Badoo. It's like the oh, Rosalia. Yeah, Badoo's cute. Yeah, that's very cute. Cutie. I hadn't had one of those yet, so I was really excited. Aww, that's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. have a number of shinies that I'm very proud of. I have quite a few too. Do you have a favorite? Um, favorite shiny. I don't know. I guess my favorite shiny would just be, like, my Charmander. I like my shiny Charmander. Um, But my favorite, like, alternate appearance Pokemon is mm-hmm. my Alolan 
muck. Oh, yeah, they're the best. Yeah, they're fucking rainbow and so cool looking. And uh, they're really yeah. fun to fight with in the actual games. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Love it. So good. What's your favorite shiny? Um, I've got a shiny ponyta that I really like mm. that I'm not going to evolve because Keegan also had a shiny ponyta and he evolved it and he doesn't like the shiny Rapidash as much. Oh no. So I'm like, I'm going to keep my shiny ponyta a ponyta. <laughs> and I have a shiny Duskull that I really like. It's kind of a boring Aww. shiny. He's just brown instead of gray, but yeah. I love him. Yeah. And oh, I have a shiny pincer that I quite like. Ooh. The color swap on that one is really nice. I was trying to catch one of those the other day. Yeah. They're cool looking. I was so mad, um, like, earlier this year because they had the Dratini um, community day. And Travis Mm. and I, we were, like, back in Iowa for his graduation. And the hotel that we were staying at, there was a poke stop, like, right outside. So it was, like, the middle of the day. And we're just, like, in the hotel watching tv with his parents because it was cold as fuck outside so he didn't want to go walking around yeah and um so we just had like the community day up all for the whole three hours which was great because i finally got my dragonite that's awesome it's like tough as shit i love him he's so cool and i was like i really want to catch a shiny dratini Ideally, three of them so that I can, like, evolve it. Even though I don't really like the shiny Dragonite look, it's, Mm -hmm. like, fine. And Travis fucking got, like, ten of them. What the fuck? Without even trying. And I didn't catch any. And this was before the friends thing, so, like, he couldn't even, like, transfer them to me. Yeah. He was just like, oh, look, I got another one. It's like, Oh, my God. Yeah. What a lucky son of a bitch. I swear to God, he has a horseshoe up his ass. I haven't heard that one before. (laughs) Really? Because I say it about him a lot. He is really lucky. I've heard, like, born with a silver spoon in your mouth, but I know that that's not always necessarily about luck, but born with a horseshoe up your ass is very good. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, shit. We've been talking well, for almost 15 minutes about I know. nothing. Speaking so why, of why? horses. Yeah. Why don't we get into today's <laughs> actual topic? Uh, first things first, shout out to Trevor for suggesting this one. Thanks for the hey, suggestion, Trevor. Trevor. What's up? What's Woo. up, dude? If any of y'all out there want to send in suggestions for future episodes, you can do so through email, secondimpressionspodcast at gmail.com. Or any of our social media, but email's probably the easiest one. So thank you, Trevor, (laughs) for making us do the never-ending story, which is what we're doing today. The never-ending story. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Perfect. Never-ending story was a, is a book. (laughs) Wait. Wait. We're missing. A section of our very important podcast. Oh, Emma. Danica. What are you drinking? (laughs) I'll do this quickly so that we can get back into the never-ending story because I know you guys are so excited to hear our take on this. You probably don't care that we talked about Pokemon for 15 minutes. (laughs) 
this week, I am drinking a local beer from Nanaimo, Longwood Brewery. Sick. It's one that I haven't actually tried before, and I just saw it at the liquor store today for the very first time, and I was like, boom, gotta have it. It is called the Quinsotica, or Quinsotica. I've never had that. What is it? So, Quince, or Keens, I don't know how to say it. It's quince. Don't. Is it quince? But yeah, like the fruit thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it's a, a quince. it's a fruit. It's a citrusy fruit. Um, on this can, it kind of looks like a pear. Yeah, I've seen one in real life, and it did not look like a pear. So now I'm super confused, but that's okay. Um, so it kind of has like a grapefruity taste, but not as tart, and also like not as sweet. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like a milder, citrusy flavor. And I tried a quince beer at another local brewery um, on my birthday, so a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking good. And I was really mad that I didn't go back to get like a growler of it because it was just delicious and refreshing. And I love it. And I really hope that they put it out again next year. Thank you, Wolf Brewing, for that. But um, this one... I just saw it at, look, at the liquor store. I was like, Longwood has it. That's amazing. So it's just, you know, very citrusy. It's kind of like a grapefruit beer, kind of like a Rattler, but more of that, like, beer flavor. And it kind of reminds me of a sour beer. I am having a lot of saliva in my mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> just going to be honest. Just drooling all over the place. Just drooling all over my mic. But That sounds uh, lovely. If I see that, really I'm going to it. Yeah. Um, it only came in a tall boy single can, so keep an eye out for that. that. I will post a picture of it on our social media and share it with the world. Please heckin' do. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Danica. Hey, Emma. What you drinking? I'm also having a local brew from here in Vancouver. Good old Granville Island Brewing. They are so good. They make probably my favorite winter ale. And it is winter ale time, but I'm not having that. I'm having another seasonal one that they have out that I got really excited about. It is a mocha porter. What? I think... I saw that in their Mingler pack today. Yeah. I think that it's a new one that they've done for the first time this year. If they've Well, if they've done it in the past, I don't know. But it's <laughs> made with coffee from JJ Bean, which is a local coffee roaster. That's awesome. And it's so nice. So it's a porter, so it's a dark beer, and it's a little bit stronger. It's at 6%. And it's just... So good. It's got like just <laughs> hints of coffee and hints of chocolate in it. And it's lovely. Hints on hints on hints. It's delicious and I love it very much. And I'm going to get it again for sure. And again and again. Yeah. I'll have to try it because I saw that Mingler pack at the store and I was like, that sounds very intriguing. But I really wanted that. IPA from Vancouver Island Brewing again. So I just got that Mingler pack because it's like their summer Mingler pack and summer's over. So there's not going to be very many of those left. Yeah, you got to get it while it's still around. Yeah. Anywho, the never ending story Uh... (laughs) is a movie and a book. And a book. And so the book 
was published in fuck lost it 1979 cool first published in germany and then <laughs> its first english translation was published in 1983 i think oh dang and then the movie came out in 1984 yes in german and english yes was it in German and English? Yes, because the creators of the movie um, were German. Right. So there's German director, German um, producers, German composers, um, and I think it got released in Germany before it got released in the U.S., but I I think you're wrong. right, yeah. Um. And yeah, there's like two distinct versions of the movie, the German version and the English version, I guess, because in the German version, I guess the main difference is the music. It's Mm. all like very classical, that like um, typical scoring done for like an epic film. And then for the English version, they had Giorgio Mordor create... Um, some of the music, including that it's a lot more hit song that you hear, and at the beginning that yeah. we sang to you guys, and um, yeah, so that and then he had some other songs it um like kind of put throughout the movie, and the English version was also edited by Steven Spielberg. Oh damn, son! Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. There's like there's some changes just to make it more appealing to an American audience. That's the one that we watched. I'm assuming that's the one you watched. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then so- <laughs> I don't know about you, Emma. I know that you found a copy of the book. Yes, I found it at my local book fair done by the Rotary. It was three dollars. Nice. And it's got a super nice cover. Yeah, of Artax and Atreyu, and I love it. I did not read it, though, because it is very long. (laughs) I didn't read the book either. Why are we the same person? (laughs) I'm glad. I had high hopes for myself of reading the book. And then it was just kind of one of those weeks where, like, reading a book was just too much. And I was like, ah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, you had a very busy week. And also because I have no previous experience with the book. So that would have been a first impression. And I feel like we've, well, I've definitely done that a couple times already. Yeah. But I do have previous experience with the movie. So that is my true second impression this week. Me too. We can can talk about the book a little bit. Okay. But I just don't, I won't have too much to say. I only have like one thing about the book that I learned and it ties in with the movie. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. We'll, we'll get at that later. Yeah. Let's dive into... Wait, before we dive into our first impression. So The NeverEnding Story is a book and a movie about a boy named Bastion who finds this book called The NeverEnding Story. And so it's like a story within a story. And The NeverEnding Story is about um, this land of Fantasia and the land is getting decimated by this terrible phenomenon called the nothing. 
and they need to figure out how to stop the nothing. And to do that, they have to um, heal the Empress. Mm -hmm. So they call upon one of their best warriors, a boy named Atreyu, and he has to go on this quest to go find the cure for whatever ails the Empress. And that's the never-ending story without giving you summed it up too much. Yeah, I think that's great. Thank you. First impressions. What have you got? So I remember really loving this movie as a kid. And um, I think I was pretty young when I watched it the first time. And I'm honestly not sure how often I watched it. But I do have very vivid memories of certain scenes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically ones that scared me. Yeah, it's always the scary ones. Yeah. um, What? (laughs) As I just talk about, like, what a fucking... Baby. What babies we were yeah <laughs> it was yeah um so the uh the scene obviously with like um atreyu and his ho- his hoist his horse artax in the swamp of sadness that was very disturbing to me as a child and a horse lover yeah <laughs> i was like damn so heartbreaking uh that's, that's cold <laughs> and um Pretty much, I think, when I was watching it this time, I was surprised at how much I remembered. Um, There wasn't really any scene that stood out to me as I was like, oh, I forgot that happened. Hmm. Um, But I'll I'll talk about that later. Uh, The Gamork also really, like, freaked me out as a kid. And it's like... That particular moment in the movie, that makes me wonder how often I did watch it because I don't remember enjoying being scared as a kid. And if that monster scared me so much, like, why would I watch it again? But I feel like I definitely watched it more than once because I had it on VHS. Like, this is Oh, well, then definitely. Yeah. Um, Um, I I think that uh, the Gamork plays like a relatively small role in the film like he's not in it for that much no but like he's just so vicious and um like his teeth are fucking huge yeah and he's there to like kill atreyu like yeah atreyu faces some danger along the way of his journey but yeah the gamork is the most like real one i think and i was just like oh god like atreyu don't don't die I read that they only got the one take of, like, when Atreyu stabs Gamork. Really? Because the robot, the fucking animatronic, like, (laughs) scratched him so bad and then landed on top of him. And it was really heavy, so it knocked the wind out of him. So anyway, he was, like, seriously injured and he almost lost an eye. Oh, my God. It's one of those situations where it's like, if it had been just like a couple inches to the right or something like that, he would have lost his eye. So, yeah, the one take that's in the movie is the only take that they got. Wow. And I guess the director of this movie is similar to a Stanley Kubrick sort of character where he was a perfectionist and demanded like take after take after take. Oh, my God. Barf. But not for that scene. (laughs) The kid almost died. That's good. Wouldn't that be wild? That's not if he was, good. Wouldn't that be wild if he was like, "Do it again"? Uh, yeah, he's like bleeding everywhere. He's like, yeah, got a concussion. He's like, good. Like, it adds mm, to the yeah, realism. but we need one more. Yeah. 
Um, and then the the last thing that really stood out to me, and um, I'll be talking about later on again, is Falkor, the luck dragon. Fuck yeah. That um, Atreyu encounters. And I honestly have no good feelings about Falkor. I just remember being super disturbed by him as a child. I had a really hard time just looking at him because his back freaked me out so much. But he's it so looked, cute. It looked disgusting. He's so cute. No, it looked like his back was like a brain in my head. I was just like, ew, and Atreyu's like sitting on it and touching it and oh, God, barf, like right I, now. Like, okay, I guess I could see that, but they're very clearly scales. So I found I figured that out this time. But in my child brain, <laughs> I was like, maybe I guess it was no. just like like the pink, like pink scales with like kind of bluish lighting because the lighting's like very blue throughout most of it. Yeah, I think it was like the shininess of it too, just kind of made it look wet. And I was like, fuck. Wow, I've never Don't thought about it. that before. Yeah, just it a, really a... uh... brain back. Yeah, uh, it's like triggering my gag reflex just thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, we'll stop talking about it then. Cool. Um, so my first impression of the film was that um, it was just like a really great adventure. I connected really well with like Bastion and his love of reading. And because that was something I really wanted to do is like I wanted to go hide in my school for a day and just read a book and just get so like enthralled by the story. And it would just be so cool if like that book was talking back to me and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think I had, like, a bit of a crush on Atreyu as a small child. Nice. With his, like, great 80s hair, and, um, I don't know. It's just a brave warrior. Just saving just the world. A, yeah. And he loves his horse. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it was probably, like, the ending of the film that would, that got me to, like, watch it again and again and again, because it, it is a happy ending, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a happy ending, and then there's also a little bit of revenge, yeah. which I did not remember at all, but mm-hmm. that really made me laugh this time around. I guess I'm kind of mixing my first and second impressions here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because Bastion gets bullied at yeah. the beginning, gets mm. literally thrown in a dumpster, which I find kind of hilarious, because that's kind yeah. of one of those like tropes that you always hear about, but you never really see. But yeah. I don't know. There's something very 80s about it. Definitely. So anyway, jump to the end of the film when he's making his wishes and living his best life and riding around on Falkor. And uh, Falkor's like, what else do you wish for? And he <laughs> fucking goes into the real world, I guess, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And scares the shit out of those bullies and makes them jump into the dumpster to get away from this crazy dragon (laughs) and i was like revenge revenge was like pretty big in 80s storylines i feel yeah definitely but it kind of seemed like a real shitty thing to do now yeah bastion's kind of a little shithead well i mean those boys were terrible though i mean yes the bullies were shitheads too but you can't you know you can't spread hate around that's not the right response. I feel like that's the. I feel like that would be the sort of ending that we'd get, like nowadays, if they remade this movie. 
Yeah, he'd be like, I wish that my bullies turned into good people. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just, you know, don't want to get thrown in the dumpsters and I will learn to overcome these shit-ass bullies. Because <laughs> you're just shitty people and they're not going to mean anything yeah. later on in life. So just make them leave me alone. <laughs> you don't have to get revenge on them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What was your first impression of the movie? I didn't have any, like, strong memories of this. I don't remember the first time I watched it. I don't remember. I've probably only seen it once or twice when I was pretty young because I couldn't think of any, like, specific scenes that stuck out in my mind other than, like, scenes of riding Falcor. Those were the yeah. only things that I remembered. And the theme song. <laughs> Kick-ass theme song. So dope. Yeah, and then other than that, I think that I misremembered, like, this movie with a couple other, like, fantasy 80s movies in my head. So oh. this one was, like, mixed up with memories of uh, The Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. And maybe even, like, a little bit of The Princess Bride, but I've seen The Princess Bride quite a lot now. Yeah. Um, so that one's very distinct in my mind. Mm-hmm. So going into it this time, I was like, I kind of don't really remember <laughs> everything that happens. So, yeah, I don't really know. I don't have much. I don't have much. I've never read the book and can't remember much from my childhood of watching this movie. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like a go-to <laughs> movie. I didn't have it on VHS, so I didn't yeah. watch it all the time. Yeah. Um, that would that would have probably been The Princess Bride for me. Right. I watched that one a lot. Yeah, I remember watching The Princess Bride a lot as well, but not until I was, like, older. Like, The NeverEnding yes. Story. I probably was, like, pretty young, like six or something like that when I first started watching it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it really stood out to me in my VHS collection because it was, like, one of the few live-action films that I had on VHS. So Yeah, animated films were pretty big when yeah. we were kids because that was, like, during a lot of the really big Disney films. Yeah. Like, Lion King came out when we were toddlers. And yeah. And... I remember seeing Pocahontas in theaters when I was, like, four. Oh, Pocahontas, yeah. Um, and then The Little Mermaid came out in, like, 1989, so that wasn't much prior to us being mm -hmm. born. Yeah. And yeah. then Mulan. Fuck, Mulan's so good. It's so good. That one's getting a live-action movie. I'm excited I for know. that. I know. I'm super excited for that. I'm happy with their casting choices, and I think it's going to be really dope. Yeah, I think they're going to do a good job. I feel pretty confident about it. Yeah. I have I have expectations, and so far, I think they're going to be met, but we'll I surprisingly, like, really liked um, the live-action Jungle Book movie that came out Oh, I still year. haven't seen that. I've been meaning to. I think it was it a couple was, years now. Yeah, it was really good, and the Jungle Book was, like, one of those movies that I loved as a kid. Um, totally. And it wasn't like a perfect remake it was just like a new iteration of it which is nice and i feel like maybe mulan will be like that too i still am like on the fence with the beauty and the beast live action movie that came out <laughs> i need to watch it again i didn't see that one either but that was kind of like on purpose 
Yeah. I was just, I don't know. I saw the trailers and I was like, I feel like I'm not going to like this. Yeah, so I, I just point of not watching it. I just I love the cartoon version so much and I do like Emma Watson a lot and Dan Stevens, but I just I don't know. I was also super drunk the first time I saw it. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That would I don't know. That kind of makes your opinions stronger one way or yeah. the other. Yeah. If you're doing I remember, something drunk. I remember like the first three quarters of the movie super well. Do not really remember the ending, so maybe I should give it a watch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> I don't have much more to say because I just don't have a real strong first impression in my mind. It was kind of mixed up with a couple other things. That's so. cool. Let's uh, get into our second impressions then. Yeah. So didn't read the book. Learned a lot <laughs> nope. about the book. <laughs> I was doing some Cliff's notes. And I found out, okay, number one, this movie only covers half of the book. Yeah, I had no idea. I had an inkling because something that I've always wondered that I knew was never like properly addressed, they kind of tried to do it, but I don't think that they do it as well as they could have, is like (laughs) explaining the title of the story. Oh. Because it's called The Neverending Story, right? Yeah. And I feel like the way that it, well, the way that it's portrayed in the movie is different than the way it is in the book. Because yes. in the book, uh, basically, Bastion has to give a new name to the Empress, and he refuses. So he just, like, keeps reading the book, and the book repeats itself. Oh. It starts over from the beginning, but it's included the parts of bastion like being bullied and hiding in the bookshop and finding oh the never-ending God. story and going to the attic That's and reading it <laughs> yeah so spoopy <laughs> so that's how the never-ending story comes around gotcha in the book um so he like reads it through and then he gives her her dumbass name um but then in the movie it's just kind of implied like that the story will happen to someone else, like whoever finds the book later, it's going to happen to them. Oh, see, I thought my take on it this time around with the never-ending story was that um, that it wasn't necessarily the story that Bastion was reading that was never-ending. It was like, Bastion is reading this book, and we're watching Bastion's movie, and then somebody is, like, reading our story and somebody else is experiencing that person's story like this. Yeah. Matrix. I don't know. It really freaked me out. I was like, mm. <laughs> That's true. No. They did make a very good play on that in the movie. Yeah. Where they're like, Bastion's been with you this whole time and people have been with him and watching him and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, it's us. It's the audience. Ugh. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> it's always weird when they like address you directly. Yeah. I. Yeah, and it, that, um, you know, that conspiracy theory where we're just, like, all part of a simulation or something like that? The Matrix, yeah. Yeah, or, like, a game of The Sims. Like, that makes me really uncomfortable, so I try not to think about that too much. And that's what this um, explanation of the never-ending story kind of made me think of, and I was like, no. I'm where the buck stops, Sunny. You know, we're all just, like... 
it in on a on a charm on a cat's uh collar is that oh, yeah. that's a theory yeah that's something right yeah isn't yeah. that from a movie or something um uh, no is it from <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Or it's like they open the locker and there's this, like, bigger world out there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Can we do Men in Black for the show? Oh, please. Okay. But I want to do, like, all three of them. Okay, yeah. I also yeah. want to do all three of them. Okay. Um. Yeah, so the movie only covers half of the book. And the book treats the never-ending story a lot differently. Yes. Than the movie. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just found out that there are two sequels to the movie. Yep, me too. I had no idea. <laughs> but I guess that that continues the story that happens in the book. But I hear that the other movies are pretty bad. Yeah, apparently the second movie kind of continues the story that happens in the book, but like super loosely. And then the third one has like nothing to do with the book at all. Bitchin'. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to watch those. Nope, absolutely not. I have zero intention. Don't ask us to, okay. (laughs) Also learned that the author of the book hates this movie. Yeah. Because he thinks that it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Which is probably fair from what I learned about the book. The movie is, like, just a fine adaptation. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good on its own. Yeah, I think it's a really great story. Um, I am super excited to read the book and see how it differs. And I think I'm going to have another, like, shining moment where I'm just like, holy fuck, this movie is shit when compared to the book. But on its own, it's pretty yeah. fine. I'm kind of yeah. expecting that, too, and I really want to read the book now, so. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to come back and talk about the book properly one day, but. Maybe. Watching the movie on its own, it's pretty kick-ass there are some things that i don't think stand the test of time um but the practical effects are not one of those the practical effects are so good the puppets look great they really freaked me out they're so good even this time did they freak you out well i don't think they freaked me out as a child but my i think my whole experience of watching this movie just made me super uncomfortable they look so good. Uh, the the puppets really like freaked me out. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like mascots or puppets. Oh, or, I am. These um, are some. These are some Jim Henson looking motherfuckers. They look so good even today. And I guess that is like one thing that's good about practical effects is that if yeah. they're done well. They yeah. still look good 20 and 30 years later, whereas bad CGI looks pretty shitty 30 years <laughs> later. <laughs> Which you can tell with the, like, laser effects that they did. Yeah. Those don't look super great. Uh, yeah. But, like, fucking yeah. Dragon Man, what's his name? Falcor. Yeah. And the turtle. They all looked great. Yeah. Um, they did look great. And I think, you know, it says something when they, like, elicit a pretty like visceral reaction from a viewer where you're just like oh my god because it looks like almost too real and i was just like "Mm -mm. no thank you that's a good point no thank you but now Um, we've reached that with cgi and fucking real looking pokemon yeah (laughs) fuck it all comes back around yeah 
Technology is um, amazing. Yeah. There was just like a lot of this movie where I thought it was like either super funny or just like weird and I don't know how to feel about it. Um, the bookshop owner at the beginning <laughs> made me Oh laugh my god. So he loses much. his shit when yeah. he finds out that Bastion likes to read. And he's reads like, like books and not just comic books. Yeah, and he's he like loses his mind. In this shop, we have small rectangular things called books. And I'm like, <laughs> holy fuck. Get over yourself, old man. Um, he was yeah, very that, funny. That was super funny. Um, and then I couldn't stop laughing at Atreyu. It's just so fucking overdramatic. He's and always sassy. yelling. He's yeah. always yelling. He's always screaming. He's always just like, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm like, fucking figure it out, Atreyu. You're a warrior. Stop yelling. Fair. (laughs) One thing that I think is kind of shitty about this story in the movie is they tell him that he has to go find a cure for the Empress. Yeah. And they're like, you have to go alone and you have to go unarmed. But they don't give him a reason why he has to go alone and unarmed. They're just yes. like, go on this mysterious quest that no one's had to do before. Yeah. Go by yourself and don't bring your weapons with you. Yeah. And they and don't like, really... like, okay, why? Yeah. And I don't think they really, like, um, give a lot of mind to, like, the arduous tasks that he's... Or, like, the journey that he's had to go on before all this shit starts happening to him. Happening to him. Like... In the swamps of sadness, when he fucking loses our tax, it's heartbreaking, and that scene should be illegal. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's he's true. Like, it's heart wrenching. Yeah, he's like, um, he's been journeying with our tax for like a couple of weeks at that point, and he's had no luck. And then all of a sudden, his fucking horse just sinks into the swamps of sadness because he's it just stops a sad caring. Horse. Yeah, it's just a depressed horse that just it's stops just caring. It's just a horse that just, like, dies. And then Atreyu's just all alone, and I'm, like, yeah. surprised that he went as far on his own as he did, because, frankly, if it were me, I would have just been like, well, I guess fuck me then. Time to go sink, too, because my goddamn horse is dead. Yeah. Whenever and they then... give you an animal companion in, like, video games and stuff, uh, did oh, you ever play oh, Shadow yeah. of the Colossus, where you literally have, no. like, a horse companion? No. Ugh. God, I don't did, play it. I Do did play. play it. I I will. I did play. Well, Red Dead Redemption. I'm very bonded with my horse right now. Sweet and, roll. Yeah, with sweet roll. And uh, she almost died. I God. was doing a quest, and we ended up like sliding down this hill, and we just kept falling. It was dark, and I didn't see how deep, how like far the hill was, and. I was falling and the horse is falling and we're all just like taking so much damage and then we hit the bottom of this hill and I'm like fuck I'm almost dead my horse is like on the ground making this horrendously realistic noise because it's dying and I'm like damn it and luckily I had some horse reviver on me uh same thing happened to Travis and I was like Travis you need horse reviver you need horse reviver and then he just fucking just a shot of adrenaline straight to the heart no, he, like, stabbed his horse and it killed it. What? Because <laughs> he didn't have any, and he didn't want to, like, leave it there dying, so he put it out of its misery. Oh, no. 
But the best video game that I've played where you have an animal companion is The Last Guardian for the PlayStation. Um, I am a little bit too scared to play that game, but not because it's a scary game, because it's not, (laughs) but because I'm going to fall in love with Trico. Oh, 100%. If anything happens to him, then I am responsible and I can't, I can't handle that. There's only two video games that I've ever played where I've either been on the verge of tears or like so, so close to crying. Like if I just blinked, it would happen. And that was The Last of Us and The Last Guardian. (laughs) And The Last Guardian, it happened more. And the game itself, like the controls aren't that great, but you just get so attached to Trico and then... I don't want to spoil anything, but there is, like, some very heartbreaking scenes where I'm just like, no, like, why is this happening? I can't. I can't handle it. Yeah. It's too real. Yeah. So, like, I can only imagine what Atreyu must have felt when his fucking horse just disappeared. It's like, it's his buddy. It's his pal. He did a great job in that scene. he's gone. And props to that horse. Yeah, that horse. God, really stuck in that mud. It took seven weeks to film that scene. What? Because, I mean, it's, so the horse is on this, like, platform that's, like, lowering into this goo or whatever. And the horse's instinct is to, like, swim. So it just took a lot of training for him to stand there and be comfortable as they're, like, lowering the platform. That was what I read today. So, yeah, it was supposed to, it was supposed to do, it was supposed to take three weeks, I guess, to do all the training and shoot that scene. And then it took seven. Wow. Yeah. Props to that horse. Snaps for the horse. (laughs) Whoever that horse was. It's probably dead now, but. Oh, definitely. (laughs) It's definitely (laughs) dead. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the film, when Bastion brings Fantasia back. Yeah. And he's like, you can wish for whatever you want. And then in my head, I was thinking, like, if you don't bring back Artax, then you're a rat bastard and I hate you. <laughs> and luckily they're flying over the plains and you see Atreyu riding Artax and they like wave at each other. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, of, thank God. Of course he brought back Artax. Did you see how much that kid was crying during that scene? <laughs> right a lot. He bawled like a goddamn baby. And Me I too did too. <laughs> Not actually. I didn't cry, but I was like pretty heartbroken. Yeah. Good scene. Good scene good scene um yeah so there was that and then Fulgore still just like really creeped me out even more so I think this time around and not because of his body because <laughs> I saw that was scales this time and I was like it's cool but so what I still, was it because I kind of I kind of dug Falcor. his voice oh it was too it was too much it was like a little, like, creepy, and then, like, he rescues Atreyu from the swamps of sadness and brings him to wherever the fuck they go, and then he's clean, and, and, or Atreyu's clean, and he's, his wounds are dressed by this, like, goblin couple, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then he's, like, cuddling in Falcor's, I don't know, arm or whatever, and, uh, and then Atreyu gets up to leave, and Falkor, like, wakes up. He's like, leaving so soon? 
just like <laughs> ah! and then he just like had a couple of, he had a couple of lines that just like really gave me the heebie-jeebies he was like you were unconscious and you talked in your sleep and yeah oh like, oh no Okay, so I, so like there were two sort of like ancient wise creatures, and one of them I was very into, and one of them I really wasn't. So Falcor is one. So that's one like type of, you know, old creature yeah. that knows a lot or whatever. Yeah. And Falcor is the type that's like very aloof and doesn't really care because so yeah. much time has passed. But he's just like, time doesn't really mean anything. And, like, history repeats itself. And I've seen everything. And fucking everything works out, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. I kind of really like those kind of characters. And then <laughs> compare that to Morla, the turtle. Yeah. I was really kind of ticked off by her because I love, like, a super ancient, slow-talking oracle. Kind of like Treebeard from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But... Morla's that was like a different kind of apathy that yeah. really pissed me off because she was just like it's pointless the world's gonna end your quest is fucking stupid give up now there's no hope and I was just like oh okay then I <laughs> that's fine I enjoyed Morla more so than Falkor because Falkor just fucking creeped me out I don't okay. yeah um, but also, like, if you think about it, Morla's been living in the swamps of sadness for how long? Yeah, she's, she's probably a really sad turtle. Yeah, and she's and she's ancient, and she just, like, can't fucking die, probably. She's like, ugh. Maybe she's ready for that darkness. I think so. Like, she's ready God, for Fantasia so to be over, yeah. Um, but I also just thought it was super funny when she was like, I'm allergic to youth. <laughs> 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 and then and then she had another line where she was like we don't even care whether or not we care <laughs> it's like damn that is some yeah. apathy that's apathy to the most extreme <laughs> yeah hardcore apathy yeah uh something else that is different from the book in the movie is one of those like little changes that i've talked about before that i don't enjoy because i don't understand oh yeah which is that the world in the book is called Fantastica. Oh. And in the movie, it's Fantasia. And then we have the Fantasia movies from, from Disney, Disney also. So yeah, that I don't. was confusing. I don't have an answer for you this week. Well, darn. I'm so sorry. I really want to know. If anyone knows, please tweet at us because I hate these weird little small changes <laughs> that they make when they adapt things from novels to movies and i just i have to know because why interesting maybe they just wanted to like anglicize it a little bit more maybe which is dumb and stupid because we can say fantastica just as well yeah, as fantasia right? yeah i don't know i thought that that was really weird um can we talk about Moonchild? yeah okay just like that one scene yeah because if I did not know the storyline already, I would have never been able to figure out what Bastion shouted. Oh, uh, I had to Google it. Yeah, because it's happening during this, like, crazy storm. There's also just a lot of, like, shit that's not happening at the school that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. 
Like, he and just skips like, his classes. How long is he at school for? Like, I is don't it actually, know. Is it actually nighttime when the movie is over? Because, like, his dad is probably worried about him. Like, I couldn't tell fuck? if this was just, like, a freak storm that happened in the afternoon that, like, caused the power to shut off. Or if he was there super duper late at night. Because they show one little scene of what I'm assuming was lunchtime. And uh, then everybody, like, clears out of the halls. And Bastion just goes back upstairs to the attic. It's like he comes downstairs to just be like, ah, you know what? Fuck school. I'm going to go keep reading. (laughs) And then, yeah, by the end of the movie, it's super dark out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And all uh, the power gets knocked off. And, like, if he didn't show up to his classes, like, wouldn't the school call his dad? Oh, definitely. To be like, oh, you didn't tell us that Bastion was going to be out of class today. And then his dad would be like, well, he's supposed to be in class. Yeah. I don't know. That was all weird. Anyway. Anyway. So I guess that Moonchild is his mother's name. Yeah, because he said he was going to name the Empress after his mom because she had a beautiful name yeah which is and fucking then it was, weird and then it was Moonchild, and i'm like was that actually your mom's name or did you just make this up because it sounds like a name that a kid would make up yeah it might also sound like somebody's mom's name if that mom was born in like the 60s which she would have been if it's like taking place in modern day like 80s but it was taking place in, like, 1984, and Bastion, like, how old is he supposed to be? Like, eight? Mm, Ten? She could have had him real young. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, maybe she changed her name during the hippie movement. Maybe she did. She was like, you know what? I'm Moonchild now. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't know what he was shouting into the void there. Oh, yeah, if I didn't already know, I would have never figured it out. Yeah. Because they just never say it again. No. But anyway. It's literally one it's time. Child. And I thought that it would have been a lot, I just thought it would have been really funny if it was, like, a normal-ass name. Just a regular-ass mom name. Yeah. Pam! <laughs> <laughs> Susan! <laughs> that would have been better, right? That would have been so good. <laughs> Ethel. Apple? Ethel. Ethel. Oh. <laughs> was like Gwyneth Paltrow's kid? No. That's not a normal name. I was like trying to think of names that would be popular in like the 50s. Mmm. Anyways. <laughs> Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Cynthia. Cynthia. Cynthia's all right, actually. I think I like Susan the best. Because Susan is like such a mom name. Yeah very good yeah (laughs) um yeah i really enjoyed um the scenes with moonchild though i thought that that girl was a really great actress yeah she did a great job she was very i don't know i don't know the word i'm looking for i don't know but she had it yeah she's supposed to be like the empress so she's supposed to just have like this ethereal quality about her just very regal (laughs) ethereal is totally what i'm going for yeah and she really like possessed that quality poise she like 
took command of the screen, even when one of the main characters, Atreyu, was on it. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. And I also realized, I, it never really, like, clicked for me before, but at that end portion, when they're waiting for Bastion to say her name, mm-hmm. like, Atreyu fucking dies. And yeah, more or less. <laughs> he definitely collapses. I don't know if he fully died or just, like, got knocked out. And so I was, like, reading on Google after I watched it because I needed to find out her name. And then um, I just wanted to make sure that what I was understanding about the movie was, like, matching up with what other people had reported. And there is a lot that said that he fucking died. Like, he died. Well, I guess he did because she, at the end of all of that, hands him, like, a single grain of sand. Yeah. And that's all that remains of Fantasia slash Fantastica. So then, yeah, Tree dies. And there was some interesting, like, morals in this movie that I never really paid any attention to as a kid mm-hmm. that that were really interesting to me because um, they're very blatant when you watch it as an adult. But as a kid, you're just like, ah, I don't care. This is a great story. Yeah. And um, I'm, like, wondering how much um, the, like, media and other um things that I took in as a child like really shaped the kind of person that I am now. <laughs> you know? Sorry my upstairs neighbors are being loud. That's okay. Okay. Um but like don't no, you ever I know what you mean. Yeah. So like some of the some of the morals in this story, you know, like be confident is a super big one. Uh skip like school. A, a, <laughs> yeah. Read books. <laughs> Read books. I did that. Didn't skip school. Get revenge. Um, get revenge. Always getting revenge. Like <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the confidence one um, comes up a lot because, mm-hmm. like, Atreyu has to be confident to pass the gates to get to the Southern Oracle. Mm-hmm. And there's like a couple other times where he really has to be confident and like trust in himself and bastion too and i was just like that is a strange lesson that i don't think we really see in a lot of like western um children's stuff media books yes and no i think we get a lot of messages about like not giving up yeah. Which happen- which happens quite a lot because there are many times when Bastion wants to like bail on the book and then he's like, yeah. No, Atreyu wouldn't give up. <laughs> and so he goes back to reading, even though it's maybe really tense or scary. So Yeah. And then there's like that whole thing where they have to like face their true selves. Mm-hmm. And um like Atreyu's true self is Bastion and I guess vice versa, because Bastion's true self can't be somebody else. <laughs> right. And, um, it's just, like, interesting how that is supposed to play with the story. I don't really see the point of a lot of the extraneous story outside of Bastion reading the book. Like, his mom's dead, it's just him and his dad, and he's doing poorly in school, presumably because his mom died. And oh yeah, it's like pretty clear at the beginning that he's just a depressed child. Yeah. And his relationship with his father is kind of strained. 
because yeah. of this trauma that they've gone through. But we don't get any resolution yeah. for that. Um, I think that part of the moral for Bastion was like, yeah, he loves reading, but he doesn't use his own imagination. Right. He just instead kind of wants to lose himself in stories. And yeah. the whole thing about Fantasia dying is because Fantasia is actually like the human imagination. Yes. And people just are, I don't know, boring now, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so. Kids are too busy with TV and comic books to read actual books and use their imagination. Yeah, because comic books and TV don't let you, I don't know, get ideas to use your imagination either. No. No. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, Sebastian yeah. learns to do that. Um, in the second half of the book, which is not covered in the movie, Bastian get he's granted all of these wishes to recreate Fantasia. And he basically gets to do whatever he wants and so he goes on all of these crazy adventures which we don't get to see uh but what happens is with each wish he's making he's losing one of his like real human memories oh yeah i was reading about this yeah it gets pretty wild until eventually he's left with only the memory of his own name oh my god he even gives up the memory of his mom and dad so that he can like do one other thing in Fantasia, I guess. Holy shit. Um, that's like that German's young adult, their children's book coming out right there. <laughs> they <laughs> Is always that a really go, German thing? I don't know. They always go so dark. I guess so. They're not afraid to go dark, is I guess no. what it is in yeah. their kids' lit. Um, so I think Atreyu and maybe the Empress as well have to like – they eventually convince him to go back into the real world by telling him that they'll continue his adventures Aww. or something like that. And so he does go back to the real human world and gets all of his memories back. And then he goes and has like a talk with his dad and he talks about all of the adventures that he's been on. And I guess that they reconcile a little bit and I don't know, the relationship is better at the end because of it. So that's we don't nice. get any of that. Yeah, that's nice. It's kind of dark that Bastion had to lose so much to get to that point, but he's a hurting child, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He's a hurting child that's been given infinite power in this magical <laughs> world, so what can you really expect? What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm, memory of my dead mom and my dad, or one last adventure in this crazy magical world? Hmm, bye mom and dad. Anyways, um, was there anything else you wanted to say? Before Parts we of this movie were filmed up? in Vancouver. Yes, that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Canada, baby. Canada. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Anyway, I didn't recognize any streets, but... (laughs) Apparently you can see, um, like, the Granville Island clock. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I was reading that that is in a scene when they're chasing Bastion Uh, down the alley. I think it's the seam clock in in Gastown. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. That. Gastown. The other G. The other G. I'll have to go back and check it out because I didn't notice, but I also wasn't 
paying super close attention because it took a while. It took a little while for this movie to like pique my interest. I think. Um, I don't know. There are parts of it that are just very eighties. Yeah, definitely. Very eighties. Like the soundtrack. <laughs> It's not an 80s movie if it doesn't have, like, a bitchin' theme song that, like, opens the movie and ends it. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many iconic 80s movies where it's like, oh, they've got that one song that you only associate with the movie. Apparently the the song hit, yes, yeah. Apparently the song hit, like, number four on the UK charts and number six on the US charts. Nice. It's like, that's dope. It deserves that. It's a pretty sick song. Like, the music all the way through I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Anyways, should we get into our rubric? I think so. All right. Fun factor. Mm, pretty fun. Probably not as fun as I wanted it to be, just because it's an older movie and there are certain things that just, like, I don't know, that don't age super well. Um, but I'd say that overall it was a pretty enjoyable experience. So maybe like maybe like a six for me. Yeah, I think I would give it um, six. I think I would ten. enjoy it a lot more. Um, I don't know. I just think it was, it, I think it was a better as, as a kid's movie. Yeah, it is a kid's movie for sure. Um, and I am actually going to take a point away because Falkor really fucking creeped me out. So five out of ten. Southern Harsh. Or- Southern oracles out of ten. Five <laughs> Southern oracles out of ten. There you go. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I like Falkor. It is a six for me. It, yeah, it was definitely a kid's movie. Um... Yeah, and there are just bits of it when you're watching it as an adult where it's just like, why are they doing it like this? This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or it just and doesn't I, like, I don't know, keep your attention. Yeah, and I honestly wasn't expecting it to be like that. Like, you watch um, some kids' movies nowadays and they'll include stuff that's like, this is for the adults watching to keep them entertained, but it's mostly for the children. And there wasn't yeah. really anything like that in this movie. That's a really good point, because those are my favorite kinds of, I guess, kids things. Those are the best ones to revisit as an adult, because you go back, and you're like, I never understood this as a child. Yeah. But it's really (laughs) funny now. Yeah. You know, just like jokes or pop culture references that they slip in there. Yeah. It's enjoyable for everyone. Definitely. Appreciate that. Me too. Um, So was it worth it? Yeah, totally. It's a very cool movie. I had a good time watching it, even though I got distracted a little bit while I was watching it. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, there are many parts of it that are just really, really impressive. All the set design is great. All the practical effects are great. Most of the acting is great. (laughs) Fucking Deep Roy is in it. That little person that's in every movie that has a prominent little person. Yeah. He's great. I got really excited when I saw him because I was like, I know who you are. You're Deep Roy. You're in everything. <laughs> so that was cool. That's good. What about you? 
Um, I think I'm going to have to say no. It wasn't worth it for me. I Interesting. Had, yeah, I, I was thinking about this question a lot today, actually, because normally I can decide, you know, after I finish the task, I'm like, okay, my personal rubric time. And uh, after I watched this movie, I just didn't really know. I was kind of left with mixed emotions because I was excited that I'd revisited this movie that I really loved from my childhood. But I think um, my remembrance of the movie was just like a lot more enjoyable than my experience this time around. And um, the things that I presume that I enjoyed as a kid, I didn't really enjoy during this viewing of it. And I kind of wish that I just left it alone and just been like, oh, I remember this being a great film. However, like, I know in the future, you know, if I'm sitting with some kids and I have the capabilities to, like, turn this on, I would have been like, let's fucking watch this. It's a great movie. And I would have been like, oh, (laughs) so. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm just going to have to, like, I think I need to say no. It wasn't really worth it. Like, I'm kind of glad that I did it, but I am not glad that I did it, you know? Sorry, Trevor. Sorry, Trevor. Thanks for the (laughs) suggestion. But god damn it. <laughs> you just really didn't like Falcor. I really don't. And it's just this this viewing, it was worth it in the in the one way where I just I know that as a child I just knew I would not like Falcor. Right. You already knew that. I knew it. I fucking knew it. But that didn't change as an adult. No, no the things that I like lo- that I didn't like about Falcor have changed, but my overall right, but overall, you him. still didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still bad. Which is weird would. because, like, he is cute and he does seem like the kind of character I would like. I love, I love dragons. I love fluffy things. I don't like creatures that look like they have brains on their back. It's not brains; it's scales. <laughs> I said, looks like. Okay, looks like. Um, and yeah, I don't know. His voice was just so wrong. It was a little too deep. It was just a little too deep. All right, that is that is fair and valid. Thank you. Would you do it again? If I had to. Oh, okay. But wow. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Not, I think. Like I'm, if you were given the choice, you would go do something else. Yeah. Um, do I want to expose other children to this movie? Absolutely. I think it's a great movie for kids. And I do think it's a good movie in general. Um, but just, am I going to sit down and watch it myself? No. Are you going to read the book? Yes. Okay. I really want to read the book. I'm excited to see what the differences are, and I'm excited to see, um, Bastion kind of get a resolution to his story that's more than just, I defeated my bullies and brought back Fantasia. Yeah. (laughs) And you can make up your own voice for Falcor. I'm just gonna be hearing him in that weird deep voice the whole time I'm reading. Oh, it's me, Falcor. I'm the luck dragon. I'm your best friend now, Bastion. Come right on me. I'm gonna take you down. It's ten thousand miles, but we can get there real quick. 
Oh no, you dropped the ore and I'm gonna get it for you. Ah, Bastion. <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll do an update when I finish the book, which will probably be like fucking eight years from now because my <laughs> <laughs> book list keeps growing. Oh man, you've just put a lot of pressure on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we have to keep it going until I finish the never-ending story book. But it's never-ending. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I had to make that joke at least once. <laughs> so, would you do it again? Mm, man, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If there were kids around and they were like, I want to watch a dragon... A dragon with a movie in it. A movie with a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> then I would be like, yeah, let's watch The NeverEnding Story. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, honestly, I kind of got distracted a number of times while watching this film and just kind of like found my eyes drifting to my phone to find something else to do. So right. I had a good time, but I don't need to do it again. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the theme song again, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That song yeah. is a bop. I'm just going to put on the whole soundtrack and just jam out. Yeah. With oh, my so clam good. out. <laughs> cool. You do you, boo. Thanks. Um, I guess that's it. Now, now it's time for you, dear listeners. Here's a question for you. If your book was talking to you, would you answer it? Because that would be really fucking spooky, don't you think? What name would you give the Empress? Yeah, what name would you give the Empress? Come on. Would it be Alternatively, Linda? what's your mom's name? We want to know what the best mom name for the Empress would be. <laughs> uh, cool. So tell us. Uh, we're on Twitter. At Impressions Pod and Facebook, Instagram, and Vero at Second Impressions Podcast. And as I mentioned before, if you have suggestions for future episodes, you can email those to Second Impressions Podcast at gmail.com. Are you interested in hearing an episode about the never ending story, the book? Let us know. We could make that happen sooner than eight years from now. <laughs> yeah, if the people put some pressure on us, then yeah. we could like do it. If we're just we doing do it in it. our own time, then yeah, it will be a good eight years until it happens. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you to Keegan for our artwork. And thank you to Travis for the music. And thanks to all of you for listening. My name's Danica. My name's Emma. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast.com, and now Spotify. So give us a follow over there if you're also on Spotify. Because that's a thing. Continue. Rate five stars for Artax. Yeah, five stars for Artax. Fuck. That scene. It's such a dark scene. It's too real. It's, it's too, too real. real. I love my horse friend. Anyways, this has been the never ending story. Ah, ah, the never ending story.